If he can go do his thing and I'll go do my thing, and as long as he's faithful to me, I don't care if he lies to me. Are you crazy? I don't see how lying to your spouse is being faithful. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, when is it okay to lie to your spouse? Yeah, that's one of the questions we had on our cruise a few days ago. Yes, it was. Let's take that one apart. Yeah. All right, let's try this now. Okay. Are we going to talk about any of the uh, questions that we got asked on our cruise? We can do that. You want to talk about some of the questions from our cruise? Yeah, I think that would be great because I was really surprised by how many people actually asked us questions. Maybe I shouldn't have been surprised, but when people find out that you do marriage work, it was just like this magnet turned on. It was crazy. People ask a lot of questions. huh? Yeah. It would have been really nice if we had just carried our recorder around with us and said, wait, hold that question. Can we talk about it? Can Can we we record record it? it? Maybe we'll do that on our next cruise. Yeah, maybe we will. That might be an interesting conversations to come back with. Yeah. So what's one of the questions you remember the most stick out for you? The one that stuck out to me, you have had years and years and years and years of practice of people bringing up things or asking questions and the ability to not be shocked by the questions. Okay. And... Um, It's a little harder for me. So I had to really hold myself when this gal asked us um, something along the lines, and maybe you remember better, but something along the lines of, what do you think about lying to your spouse? Is that okay? Because as long as my husband's faithful to me, I don't care if he lies to me. Right. And your response internally was Internally, I don't even want to admit what it was internally, but I was like, in my mind thinking, are you crazy? Yeah. There's more to marriage than just faithfulness. Yeah. And I don't see how lying to your spouse is being faithful. Yeah, it isn't. So I think in her mind, faithful meant as long as you're not having sex with other women. Right. Or in a relationship with other women. Yeah. But she was just like, yeah, if he can go do his thing and I'll go do my thing. And as long as he's faithful to me, I don't care if he lies to me. And that's probably the mindset of a lot of couples out there. It's still that individualistic mindset while still trying to be married. I call it the roommate mentality, which right. is we can live with two people in the same house and we will maintain fidelity. Okay. No affairs, no having sex with other people, but we are still going to be individuals. I'm going to be me and you're going to be you. And we don't actually want to compromise ourselves or give anything of myself for my husband or for my wife. Because if I do that, then it's going to cost me too much. Right. And it's that selfishness. That's actually the root of the survival survival brain. brain. I want to make sure I get my needs met first. And, and, and I'm going to meet my own needs and yes. take care of my own self. And if you can't meet my needs, then we will separate. Again, not separate like divorce separate, but you're half of the house. house and I'll go to my half of the house and I'll just do my own thing. Right. And a lot of couples live that way. They have their own TVs. They watch their own shows. They make their own food. They have their own hobbies. Some even couples even travel alone and just do their own things. And it is just like roommates that occasionally probably have sex. Right. And... 
for some couples, that is enough. That is right, all they exactly. have ever come to expect out of marriage. And we're here to say marriage can be so, so much, much more. more. Yes, You can absolutely. actually be connected to another human being. You can have intimacy and vulnerability. You aren't going through life by yourself as an individual. You are now part of a shared unit. Yes, exactly. That together becomes better than just by yourself. I can clearly say without any hesitation or reservation, I am a better human being because you have been in my life and you have helped me improve and change and get better. And if I had tried to be an individual and alone and doing my own thing for all these 28 years, I would be so far behind. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Same with me. And that is what I would rather have. I would rather have a partnership. I'd rather have connection. I even make an argument that that's how God has created us for connection. Oh, absolutely. Human beings need other human beings to thrive. Yes. You cannot take an infant and leave them by themselves. They will die. Even if they can now, they're at the age, you know, five, six, seven, where they can get their own food if they had to, you will still ruin that child if you don't give them emotional or relational connection. And we never stop needing that. Right. And even though you and I are in our 50s now, I still want to be near you. I want to be close to you. Not because I need you like utilitarian. I need you to fix something for me or I need you to do something for me. I need you. You have become part of my psyche. And it feels this peace in your heart or in your soul that yeah. I don't know how to explain it other than that. But like I, I was gone for a week in Florida yeah. and it felt like part of me was missing. And yeah. it was like, oh, I, I'm enjoying what I'm doing, but I just can't wait to get home and be with you. Yeah. I would again argue that's a spiritual connection. Scripture talks about it as that sort of leaving and cleaving. We have right. cleaved to each other. We, we are now one flesh. We are now one unit. We are not separate anymore. And right. if you get hit by a bus, if you die, I will be lost for a couple years yeah. because half of me is missing. Yeah. And it's like losing an arm. It's like losing a leg. It's like having part of me amputated. That is what marriage could and should be. I will yes. defend that to anybody who wants to talk to me and say, no, marriage is this whole other thing over here. I'll be glad to listen. I'll be glad to have a dialogue. I am absolutely open to having those conversations. Yeah. As long as they're open to hearing my perspective of what marriage is and how I can defend that using both science and scripture. I right. think that that is kind of the the, the winning combination right and there. And experience. And experience for sure. Well, something that I was going to say, just kind of back to the whole question yeah. that she brought up is, yeah. I just think when you're talking about little white lies or whatever, mm-hmm. how can you even distinguish What's an acceptable lie and what's not an acceptable lie? Well, that, but just even to the point of as long as my spouse is faithful, well, you've been given so many lies. How do you know that they're actually telling the truth on that front? Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's where it kind of comes down for me. And so one lie after another, after another, after another, at what point are you able to tell whether they're lying or not lying? And that just erodes trust. So then when you have that erosion in trust, you don't have any foundation for your marriage anymore. What keeps you together? Well, I don't trust him now, even though I was okay with him lying, I'm not okay with it now. 
that whole thing to me just doesn't yeah. make any sense it, whatsoever. It, it does two things. It, it removes trust. It takes something away from the marriage that should be there, trust, mm-hmm. and it puts in doubt. Yes, exactly. So now interactions with your spouse are clouded by doubt or insecurity. And that right there is like a cancer. And it does tend to metastasize. It does tend to grow and get bigger and bigger. The doubt gets bigger and bigger. The insecurity gets bigger and bigger. And the trust gets less and less. And now, after several years, it's like you said, you don't know what is true and what is not. You don't know if you can believe him in this situation or believe him in that situation. And that doubt will cause you to become... Um, more self-protective, more guarded, more distant, more disconnected. Right. And I don't think it is a survivable tactic for relationships ever. So just an observation. She seemed to be able to give her spouse the benefit of the doubt. No, she didn't give the benefit. She knew he was lying. She caught him in lies. Oh, she caught That's him That's not lying. giving him the benefit of the doubt. Well, That's just accepting Without confronting. I guess that's true. I guess on the fidelity front, she seemed to be like, yeah, he hasn't been... Unfaithful? Unfaithful, yes. But to me, maybe that might be kind of this fantasy belief of he can lie, but he'll never cheat. Does that make sense? Right. And again, that might be the case. I don't know if that is how their marriage works or if that's what they're doing, but... Again, I, I don't I don't fault her for this. I don't think she has bad character for having this. I think that this is the lie that she's been sold about relationships uh, from the world. Got it. Because she seemed very positive about it. Yeah. And just like. Because the world does espouse this idea of you can be married and independent at the same time. That's the ideal form of the world's version of marriage. Right. Because the world says, don't ever do anything to compromise yourself. Make yourself the ultimate good. Make right. your happiness the ultimate the ultimate thing you pursue. And while that sounds good, it is impractical. And I will argue that's why we see so much conflict in the world right now. Because when my happiness is different than your happiness right. or gets in the way of yours, there's only one result. And that is conflict. That's fighting. That is not listening to each other. I'm arguing the best way to go through life is to say, what are your needs? And I will sacrifice part of myself so that I can help you achieve and accomplish what would make you happy. And when you try to do that with me, now service becomes the greatest value that you and I have between each other. And we try to outserve each other. And by doing that, we both get our needs met and we die happy. Right. And filled and overflowing and and sharing that with our children and our children's children. And that terrifies people. Right. Because that is a form of giving up control. Right. It's giving up that self-efficacy, that self-empowerment thing. That is terrifying. And yet it is essential in marriage. Both people in a relationship have to do this. If only one person is doing that and the other person's taking advantage of that, that's not healthy, that's no, not safe, that that's not wise. This has to be the shared value that both of you can agree to and demonstrate uh, ability to do it. Right. That's Make sure that caveats and they're really, sure. really good. Because if I'm trying to serve you, you serve you, serve you, and you're going, this is nice, I've got a nice servant now I'm married to. <laughs> right. And you take and take and take and take and take. That is not going to. Yeah, that can end up becoming abusive. Yes, exactly. So we don't want that to happen. 
So Well, one thing that I want to tell you is that I just appreciate how you approach people so well. I love when I get the opportunity to see you interacting with people because obviously I don't get to see that in your daily work. Right. But when we're on a cruise or mm-hmm. someone asks you a question, I can see... And my immediate would response to something would be like, are you nuts? Because that just is, that's not sustainable. Yeah. And your response is, I'm so glad that's working for you. And genuinely say, I'm so glad that's working for you. Because number one, it's not the place to get into. No. You're not there to do a job no. or to help. She's not there to asking for help. She right. just wants validation. It was yeah. obvious that she was looking for that validation I just appreciate you having the knowledge or the insight and discernment to be able to know this is the appropriate place and time to say this mm-hmm. or it's not and here's what I'm going to say. And it just blows me away mm-hmm. every time and I just appreciate you so much. And I'm teary about it. Thanks, honey. That's nice of you. Yeah, so I love I love when we get the opportunity to do something with marriages together, whether that's actually helping a marriage or just listening to people share their experience. And I always learn so much from you in those experiences besides just our own. Um, And I just appreciate you. And I want everybody to know that. So thanks, honey. Anyway, you're very nice. You make me have warm fuzzies at the moment. Aw, that wasn't why I gave that to you or said that, but no, I'm I, glad I that it does. It. So, I, I, I want you to be proud of me as a husband. I want you to be proud of me and like me just as a person, but be proud of me as a husband. So, thank you for, for making me feel all warm and toasty inside. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway. We're back from our cruise. Yes. We're still, today's our day off, and then tomorrow we go back to work. Yes. And tomorrow I am sitting down and I am getting our secure marriage cruise, cruise booked set up. Yes. So we will be coming out with that information yes. really, really soon. So if you want to experience secure marriages stuff, yeah, all the lessons, all, all the teachings, but, yes. but doing that in a very a, beautiful place yes. with very tasty food and with good company and with wonderful experiences to go along with it. Yes. Then you should consider signing up and doing a cruise with us. Absolutely. We I am so excited about it. We yeah. just we just spent 7 days in the Mexican Riviera yeah. uh, doing some excursions and, yeah. and and checking out the Carnival Panorama to see if that ship was going to be uh, right for a cruise for yeah. us and I think that's what our next one is going to be. Probably. So we've got some stuff that we are so looking forward yeah. to sharing with you guys yep. and experiences uh, to do together. Yep. And you guys are just going to have an amazing time. So if you're ready to uh, work on your marriage yep. uh, or just spend a week with us and you've got a good marriage and yep. you just want to get away, get away have fun with your spouse. and have fun with us, yeah. we would love to have Join you. Us. We are so, so excited about it. I can't wait. Yeah. I am. I'm like waiting for today to be over so I can start, start work tomorrow. Yeah, but I'm going to finish taking my day off. <laughs> there you go. Very smart. Very smart. We would love to have everyone and anyone join us for the cruise that's coming yes. up in about a year. But again, you'll get more information about that. So keep yep. watching for securemarriage.com. Or if you just, you already know you want to be part of that, email us. 
us, Shannon, yes. Shannon at securemarriage.com and just say, hey, sign me up. I want to be part of the cruise. And then we'll put you on the list and make sure that when that information comes out, you will be one of the first people to get that. And you can make the decision if you want to join us or not. But yes, we, absolutely. We hope you will. You will have a good time. It is hard coming back to normal life after being seven days on a beautiful ship in a beautiful place. Yep. So anyway. I think that should be it for today. I do too. All right. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This one we should call... Is it okay to lie to your spouse? When is it okay to lie to your spouse? Uh, never. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>